It's your three favorite cows driving on the East Coast, figuring it out and always doing the most. We've got our ups and downs at the end of the day. Don't forget, diet starts Monday. My God, I'm back. Hi, everyone. I know you missed me. I know you love me. XOXO. I missed you. I've uh, been crying, still crying, crying. stay crying. Um, uh, hey, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> Happy Monday. Uh, wherever you are, I yeah. hope you're like getting through it. Um, so. We're back. It's the Diet Starts Monday We cannot squad. get it together like really... enough for us all to be at the studio at the same time. And by the studio, we mean our own individual homes. Yeah, our which... personal studios. So just to like walk you through what happened, it's very on brand. Um, so we aren't recording at a time that we usually do. But we were like, oh, this works because like we were all kind of busy with things this week. And we picked like kind of late on a Friday Eve, but clearly the week has taken its toll on our poor sis Aj because y'all, let me tell you, like one, she didn't answer the Skype call and two, I called her like for real, for real on her phone and she was like, Argh. and I was like, girl, you just go to sleep. We got it. Honestly, the so truth I, is that this show isn't big enough for two black women. And so we consciously made the decision to never be on the show at the same time ever again. This is not true, but um, we'll all be back. I promise. Literally, like next time around, if we're not all here, unsubscribe. I don't know what. Yeah, well, don't do. Yeah, okay, because we'll all be here. Yeah, I promise we're all coming soon. This is just like it's like the dramatic part. I don't know. It's like a series in the television where sometimes like the primary characters, like you don't have to be in every episode. Yeah, someone else is getting their arc. This is our story arc, and this is also character development. Gonna be a. Um, short. I'm putting short in quotes because we don't know how to be we short ramble. or brief. But this is supposed to be a shorter episode. It's another cheat day. Um, this season has just been jam packed with like cheat days and all these goodies. And so we are gonna get into our cheat day in a little bit. I think we're gonna quickly just do some perhaps what's going on. Worldly recaps for quick, you. Some quick worldly recaps. Um, yeah. Okay. Like just hop into it. Yeah, I'm looking at the list right now. Uh, I think the first thing on here that we have is this uh, stripper movie coming out featuring Cardi B. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued because like she has the skill set. Yeah. Um, and like honestly, I'm hyped to see her like literally show everyone how fucking like crazy talented she probably is on a pole. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I I'm here. I'm ready to see the dance. I think I'm more intrigued by like the overall cast that has been announced thus far because it is mm-hmm. just like a medley of women. There's like Cardi B, who we mentioned, Constance Wu, Jennifer Lopez, Lily Reinhardt, oh my God. Kiki Palmer, J Lo. Yeah, and so in my head, and they're all supposed to be strip club employees. So in my head, I'm like envisioning like maybe J Lo's like a manager because you know she's a little bit on the older side of all those people I just named. Maybe Constance Wu is like the cool bartender. Lily Reinhardt's like that one white girl that works at the strip club. If you don't know who that is, Brandon, you're like, I'm not sure if you know that is. Do you watch Riverdale? She plays Betty. 
Um, oh, yeah, so she's like buried girl next story. And then, drama. I don't know. So I'm intrigued to see what this movie is. I will be watching it most likely. So that's yes. that on that. This is us being that's brief. exciting. Moving on. Um, oh, the next one. So Maya, I'll let you like speak your whole feels on it, but I'm just excited because y'all, Ariana Grande's Sweetener World Tour began and Maya's already seen it and I'm shook. Yes, it was so good. While I was in vaca- on vacation um, in Dubai, a bunch of my friends were talking about it and then someone sent me the set list. And so then I just went and bought a ticket and ended up being two rows in front of like my friend who was also going to be there. There happened to be one seat left in that section. So I said it was fate. That concert, y'all, Come on. I didn't realize how important Ariana Grande was until she started singing Dangerous Woman. And I was just like sitting there, like slowly peeling off my jacket. Like, am I? Is this happening right now? And it happened. <laughs> it was really, really good. If you have a chance to go, highly recommend <sighs> it. I'm a fan. Uh, I can't wait. <sighs> uh, moving right along because like, I'll talk about this again in like a couple months. Quickly flying through a couple things. Daniel Caesar. I don't get why people like to cancel themselves, but that's what Daniel Caesar did to himself. So good luck. And then he like apologized. He'll probably be fine. But yeah, he just he will, said but some dumb shit, like, y'all. Daniel Caesar, you know, we gave you an inch. Don't try to take three miles. That three mile gap Thank between you. your teeth is enough. Um, uh, oh, okay. This news is slowly getting darker. Mueller. Is it Mueller or Mueller? I thought it was Mueller. It probably is wow, Mueller. We're ignorant. I, it's fine. Um, he finally released his low report. Um, hashtag no collusion. LOL. Which I still don't believe. That's not actually what he said. He said that there was not enough evidence to bring about like charges, which is not the same as like there was no collusion that actually happened. So that has just sort of been what's been dominating the airwaves. Like what's his face um oh donald trump that's his name lol he is just like told you this was a witch hunt and i am innocent i'm doing his little hand gestures we should be investigating the democrats who think that i did something i'm just like uh also in like international news that i just remember that isn't on this list so trump just pulled like a big like all against years and years and years of foreign policy like he likes to do um, and recognize this really intensely disputed territory in um, that's like in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And he was just like, yeah, it's Israel's, LOL. Um, Which has been something that like the United States has never like taken like a side on before or has never like officially recognized for them. Trying new things. And he's basically just endorsing uh i can't oh this is gonna be super ignorant i'm not gonna try and say his name because i don't know if the top of my head i don't have it in front of me yep the israeli prime minister who's like about to go into another election and has all sorts of and is in the midst of a big scandal and is basically just like handing him this like i guess what in netanyahu's side is like a huge win for him um and decreasing the chance that like Israel would is going to possibly elect someone new for the first time in like a hot minute. So that's just like some international drama. But you know, no collusion. Definitely <sighs> not involved with anything anywhere. Um, other things that have been popping off. So um, we did talk about this a little bit on our last episode, and y'all, if you haven't known by now, you, I mean, you 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 know. Um, but so there was the terrorist like shooting um, by a white nationalist in New Zealand, um, and since then they have in fact like 
within a week. Ten days. Yeah. Like, actually changed their laws and banned, like, the type of, like, assault rifles and, um, like, kind of those military-grade weapons, the things that allow people to rapid-fire shoot um, that they just have no purpose for, like, sport or hunting or those sorts of things. Um, New and Zealand, have been able to successfully, like, ban those and like, bump stocks and all that. I was on the plane to vacation when the shooting happened and by the time i landed back in the united states their law had been passed i was gone for one week we can't get our shit how long ago was sandy hook we can't get our shit together enough after seeing a bunch of babies be slaughtered yet in seven days new zealand was like you know what no more so i'm moving to new zealand they have a lot of race issues, but I'm going to figure out when I get there. Um, they also have a lot of sheep. We can go into the sheep business. Probably. Yeah, definitely. New Zealand's cool. I'm into it. But yeah, shout out to, um, oh God, what's her name? Jacinda something. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. Look at like, you knowing like, cool name. these world leaders. She's like killing it. And you know, when they leader. say with the New Zealand accent, they're probably like, Jacinda. <laughs> and so it's really cute. Um Moving right along from, uh, you know, those things. Shout out to New Zealand. Yeah, no, she's she's been wonderful and amazing, and I stand. But I was going to say, um, semi-related, but, like, also very, very tragic. It's, like, a little, uh, whatchamacallit, a little past the one-year anniversary of the Parkland shooting. And parkland's been back in the news because two of the students who survived the shooting recently took their own lives in the span of one week and i think i also read that one of the fathers of the children who died at sandy hook also took his own so like in the course of this one week three people who were like affected by gun violence have ended up taking their own lives so i know the people in parkland are like in crisis mode and they were like one of these things where they were ready not ready for it but they're like we expected this to happen and now they're like in recovery mode kind of so it's like and the two children who i'm thinking of from parkland are just were like apparently riddled with like survivor's remorse and like guilt from like what happened to their friends and from like the fact that they made it out and so it just sort of shows that like the effects that gun violence can have it's not an and it's, it's not a one day and it's over yeah it's, and it's going to impact those people and like their loved ones for the and rest in of a their lives for forever yeah which is why you think about that asshole i can't even remember what his name is but that like shitty white dude who's like now i think under arrest who like said that sandy hook was a hoax and was like harassing the parents his name is like alex something alex jones or something and he's like now being deposed because they're like no what you're doing is actually harassment so i hope you fry loser like this I don't want to say he's the reason that this father took his own life, but I'm sure it didn't help that you're telling this guy that his kid never existed and was like a crisis actor. So that's all the, the fuckery y'all. Um, keeping it pushing. There's like three uh, more other things. things that have happened recently. So Apple just had like one of its little keynote things. And I usually wouldn't like get too deep into one of these, but I actually found this a little bit interesting. Um, they announced like, Instead of going like the hardware route where they usually like drop a bunch of products and stuff like that, they announced all these new services and things where they're like jumping into the game and the competitive scene with a lot of these other big companies. So um, they're expanding kind of like their news platform um, and in something that I think is pretty unique and interesting. They are offering this service called News Plus where they allow you to 
with one subscription have access to like all these really high profile magazines and things like that um, all across your devices, which I'm interested to see how that like impacts printed media because it's kind of like the streaming equivalent for like news. magazines to like and news as you would like compare it to music. Um, Cause it's like, I wonder, like, I don't really know all the details of like, well, what does that deal? And what is the cut that these different like publishers get out of these things? But I have to imagine that it comes from a place where like printed media is trying to find ways to like continue connecting to like wider audiences. That's more, I guess, less and less people are, you know, picking up physical copies of these magazines. Um, so it's like another way to reach larger groups of people, but it just seems like a, it was, I guess, a step that I wasn't expecting things to go, but isn't really all that surprising. Um, and then a couple other things, like a gaming platform, um, like a whole ass credit card that I like don't know all the tea on, yeah, but like, so if you're feeling really that. bougie, um, no idea, um, but things I should know, <laughs> but we won't get too deep into that. Um, and then the last bit of that is that they announced uh, their official like streaming service and they actually have like not gonna lie like cooler partnerships than I was expecting um, like they have like um, Sarah Bareilles Oprah. who's gonna be doing like partnership on a show that was the big one Oprah came out at the end of the keynote and I literally stood up um, I was just like oh this is serious now yeah. I was like I'm, I didn't I'm think gonna Oprah have to like take investigate herself over to Apple. I did not see that coming. Well, that's like, that's, that's, I was just like, that's, that's a big collaboration. So basically they announced a bunch of stuff. We'll have to see how it actually goes. But I was just like, Oprah, Oprah, Oprah. Okay. The Oprah. Um, last ish thing. <laughs> the big one, I think that I'm still chuckling about because I'm just like riddled with confusion is like the Jesse Smollett storyline continues to the plot continues to thicken as all 16 charges against Mr. Smollett have been dropped by the prosecutor in Chicago. So my only thought on this is CPD and or the prosecutor fucked up in some way really big in either evidence collection or within the case that they're like if it gets out how badly we fucked up where they're going to say, um, whatchamacallit, they're going to do a mistrial and then we're never going to be able to charge him again. So they're like, okay, we'll just drop the charges and like he'll pay a, what, like three, well, I don't know how much his bail was, but he gave up his bail 10K. basically. It was like $10,000 and he's free to go. But now, oh, I guess I have more to say. I'm not going to go on a tangent. It's fuck Rahm Emanuel. He's literally the worst. How do you, how are you worse than Rod Blagoy? Blagojevich, that's what his name is. Which was like, if y'all remember... Uh, he has no business saying anything. Yeah, I mean, he's just like... CPD, I think, has paid out the most in, like, um, awards to families for, like, abuse and excessive force. And then he's like, this Jesse Smollett then is just like a whitewashing of the judicial now system. Now he's got something to fucking say. Now you have say. something to say. You had nothing to say. <sighs> you know what? Just, yeah, I, I can't wait till I he's can't. not mayor of my now's home. Yeah. He's <laughs> um, we actually are voting in a, a runoff po- on Tuesday. I know. For two black women. Hype about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't um, believe he was in the Obama White House. Brock, what were you doing, bruh? And then Brandon, send <sighs> us home with good news. <sighs> this one is 
kind of nice, a nice note to end on. Um, so the glad, um, glad media awards happened recently, which is like a gay lesbian, um, G- LGBTQ organization. Um, and they have their Vanguard award every year, which goes to an ally that is not necessarily someone who is, um, LGBTQI or in the community. Um, and this year they recognized Jay-Z and Beyonce as a unit, um, for their contributions to like allyship and promoting, you know, rights within, um, that community. Um, and it's been kind of like a mixed bag of responses to that. Um, some people are like, feel that they don't say enough with their platform, like publicly or like overtly, which I will say is a fair criticism, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, um, like they, they have really never been that way about anything. Their MO. They just be like giving and donating and doing all these things on the low, whether you know about it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, so at the end of the day, like, I mean, people are going to say what they're going to say and they're going to be critical no matter like who it goes to, um, which is fine and dandy, like feel your feels. Um, but I think it's cool that they were recognized and they gave like a nice speech where, um, Jay was able to recognize and honor his mother, um, who received it the previous year. Um, and you know, they even kind of had her come out officially via his song smile um and then he recognized his mother and then beyonce talked a bit about one of her uncles who was a gay man who lived with hiv um and how she you know really feels supported by this community and that she's really glad the progress has been made but you know it's still hype for what's to come um so it was it was a pretty emotional speech from them um and it was honestly like i felt that it was significant because they really honestly don't even show up to these things and speak very often. So the fact that they showed up to something that is honestly like important, but doesn't get a ton of coverage necessarily Mm -hmm. in the mainstream media, like that they felt it was, you know, important enough and they were honored enough to just be present and get up and talk like that. That's, they just never do that. That's significant to me. Um, so shout out to that. Yeah, I agree. (sighs) Beyonce was like, bring whoever you love to go get some red lobster. And that is that on that. Yes. We stand, we stand the Carters. Blue Ivy first, then Beyonce, then the twins, (laughs) then Jay-Z, but you know, it's fine. Before Jay. She's not a Carter. Carter. It's fine. Um, (laughs) I think that's it. I think we're going to take a quick little break and then we're going to jump into our cheat day, which I don't think we actually announced, but we're going to talk about us. BRB. Hey, that was our commercial break. (laughs) Hey, everyone, we're back. Um, And as Maya briefly mentioned before, uh, break. And as you probably saw in like the description of this episode, if you read that sort of thing, what we're actually here to talk about today is a film that just came out and has been like busting down records like Tatiana. Um, And that is us. So. If you're not hip and you've been living under a rock, um, Jordan Peele has been directing a whole lot of shit and being dope and expanding his horizons, particularly in the horror genre. Um, You're probably familiar with Get Out, which was from last year, like a huge film. And then Us just came out, um, which is another film in the horror genre starring a predominantly black cast. Um, And we are just hyped because it's getting a lot of press, a lot of all sorts of things. So we wanted to take, you know, an episode to... Talk kind about of get it. into our own thoughts on it because we both literally just saw it, I think, 
Because you saw it, what, last night? Yeah, I saw it last night. Um, so basically, if you haven't seen before. it, stop listening now. Come back when you do see it. If you haven't yeah. seen it and don't plan on watching it, keep listening. You've been watching. Yeah, because we're just going to, it's like spoilers all day, every day. So let's right. just like get into it. How about like, hmm. What was like your, I guess, initial reaction upon like leaving the film? Like, what were your feelings? What were you thinking? Like things like what wasn't expected? I don't know. That sort of. I think a lot of things that I've been watching as of late have me questioning um, whether I'm like human or a robot. (laughs) That's like been the motif. Like Westworld really messed me up. And now this really isn't helping. I think what? Okay. Let me preface this by saying that, like, I don't do scary movies in the theater. That is not my jam. I went into that theater. I had my blankie. It was, like, covering my eyes for the most part. But I watched, like, 90% of the film. But I covered my eyes. Who did you see this with, just for context? What? Who did you see this with, just for context? Oh, I saw this with uh, my two coworkers, Allie and Janae. Um, But, yeah. So, I was in there. And, like, I'm a talker. And scary movies too so like that just always lightens the mood for me a little bit it makes it a little less scary when i can like be word vomiting that being said i was like i'm gonna see this movie in the theater i have to support jordan peele and lupites and all of that i think what i really really liked about this film is that with a lot of scary movies oftentimes the twist is the point of the movie right like if there's some big plot twist, that's usually like the whole like crux and whatever of a film. And I think what I appreciate about this film is that like the twist was not the main point. Like the twist kind of if you've watched scary movies before, like I'll watch them at home. You can sort of see like where a story was going and this didn't go anywhere new in terms of like plot development or like, you know, the ending. The whole like great part of this movie was like the commentary that Jordan Peele is making the entire time and like the way that he like drops hints and like has all this layered imagery and like whatever context hidden within his film, I think is what made it really, really cool to me. Like the twist, I was like, okay, like, yeah, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. Great. But everything else, I was like, yo, yo. And I did leave with one big question, but I'm going to get I want to hear what you thought before I get into like details. Hmm. So the twist that you're referring to, I believe, is that Lupita's character, Adelaide, was in fact like the one that we perceived to be like the normal Adelaide, quote unquote, was in fact switched with her tethered or like spooky underground self self from the jump. Yeah. And so it was like by the end of the movie, you realize like, oh. This bitch is off. Yeah. Think back through all actions and been like, so the Adelaide we've been rooting for has been like the bad allegedly guy? the evil one or the bad one the whole time. Um, so that is one twist. And I don't see shit coming because I'm not like Maya. So everything surprises me. So I was still like, oh, my God. But something that I actually wasn't expecting in the film was the scope to like to which the film went outside of the family 
Yeah, from yes. what I expected from like trailers, I think if you've seen the trailer, like you will have no idea what's actually about to happen. Yes. Because from my perception, it was going to be the thing where they're like, Winston Dukes walks outside and is like, Daddy, who are those people? And he's like, you want to get crazy? And then they come to the house and it's this just, it would be the entire like two hours or whatever the film would be them Melee. trying to like, yep, getting crazy at this house. Or even if they leave the house, like it's going to be the four of them versus the four of them. I did not anticipate it expanding into this whole like mm-hmm. oh this is happening like around the world nationally or like globally or on some like bigger scale and I was like oh yeah they're like this is like they've turned this into a greater yeah like yeah that's my crazy, thing like what you think thing is the point is not the point so I was personally like intrigued and liked that it kind of up ended that for me because I really went into it thinking this was just going to be like a a fight in the house and it was going to be like spooky jumpy like where are they hiding and then they get out and then like slowly like people go down one by one whether it's the family or like the bad ones um and then i was like oh no like they are are fighting like these other people's clones and like yeah and even like that um, was the most surprising thing for me yeah i think I agree. I didn't think that it was going to be like everyone has a tethered because in the trailer they show like the scene. Elizabeth Moss was like the white woman in the movie, the white friend. You see the scene of her like sort of crawling across the floor. They show that in the trailer, but they don't show like what she's crawling from. So I always I assumed like when the family initially escapes their house, I thought, oh, they Mm -hmm. go to the white people's house and then their tethers follow them there and like attack the white people. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen. When that white family went down, I was like, oh we are not playing any games and then when you like like you said when you go back and i think i need to see this movie again because of everything that's like jam-packed into it but like the the ambulance that they're driving past in the beginning is the jeremiah eleven eleven actual guy and the thing that jason sees on the beach is his tethered waiting for everyone else yeah. to join him and so like because he's still there at the end like in the linked yeah hands thing yeah and so they're like telling you from the jump like no it's not just because you see his red outfit under the coat and mm-hmm. you see he stole the coat from which i guess like i could have gathered if like i said if i was someone who picked up on those things but i'm not yeah so, so like things like that i really really appreciated it was just so good i think i mean the acting was phenomenal i don't get how lupita is like human because what she did with like her face like let's forget the voice the voice has been like reported on and like it was amazing but like the way she could like is like actively crying in that one scene when the family first enters the house and she's talking about how her life has sucked underground and she gives like the whole like monologue yeah and she's like crying while giving the speech but like when people cry they're like She's just like talking and like tears are just streaming down her face out of it's like one of those like things that are like happening, but you can't control it like anguish. And then the Lupita that's like handcuffed to the table is like also crying. But like the juxtaposition of that horror (sighs) is shooting that must have been wild and taken hours. Yeah. Or knowing her probably was like two takes and she was done. (sighs) True. I think I guess if we're getting into like the acting aspect of it. I feel like, um, and maybe you agree or disagree, that, like, horror is not seen... Horror, thriller, psychological, like, whatever you want to call it that isn't, like, a drama 
or like a historical fiction or like whatever the fuck a lot of those movies are not like you don't think of them and think like of take them like super seriously or the roles or you don't think of Mm -hmm. super serious actors portraying these characters that are like you know a lot of times like disposable in horror movies um and so i think it's really cool that in both get out um and now us and hopefully in other like thriller horror suspense type movies to come that i think it would be cool if they were recognized as a more legitimate like genre like yes we all love a shitty horror movie from like time and you know that there's nothing wrong with a slasher and some bullshit. Um, but I think it's cool that these like high profile actors are getting into these roles and like f- freaking you out. It's, I think it's versatile when you think about how Lupita has now been in. Um, so now this horror movie as a part of the Marvel universe and a superhero film. Um, so like a huge action blockbuster in like all these other roles that she's been in. Um, like, I, mean, I she think got that's just her really Oscar cool. For like twelve years, so like she's in this period, which is like piece. a huge period piece drama. She was in. Like, was she in Oceans? No. Oh, she was not in Oceans. She should have. Been. Oh, that's. I'm thinking of the scammer movie that they wrote about her and Rihanna, which isn't yes. real, but I want it to be. But basically, like that just goes to show, like you can make anything like Profitable. legitimate or put a lot of effort into really like all these different types of movies. Like you don't have to just be some like period piece or super like dramatic you know whatever the fuck you want to call it for it to be like relevant and notable um so i think that's really cool yeah i think the whole films with predominantly black casts aren't profitable like shtick is so like obviously it's dated and it's bullshit but it's one that like is still somehow a thing even though time and time again it's been like disproven but I think what I appreciate about Jordan Peele is that he's very much like on this FUBU, like this is for us, by us. Like he like has gone out and been like, I don't ever plan on casting a white dude as my lead because I've seen that movie and I'm not trying to make movies that have been seen already. So he has the clout and he has the capital and he has the work to back him up. So now he has the ability to be like, I'm going to cast these people that look like me in these movies and like, they're going to do amazing. And then he's going to keep getting the green light from studios, which I think will then just open the door. Cause I know with his production company, he does a lot of like outreach in the community too, to like find young creatives of color who like also want to do this work. So I appreciate, I like just the fact that like that family survived to the end was just like, so such a little detail, but like so huge. Yeah. I mean, the I think the the juxtaposition of that with how like the the white friends family just like goes down yeah just like I don't know if what your perspective on that or if your what your take was but like I think mine and I've from some of like the other things that I've read and like I've heard a couple of other like analysis of things too just to like hmm, what are other people saying and thinking about this um was well like what would you expect in like any other horror movie where you have like a token character is that like oh well they're not gonna make it to the end or something like that um and the entire family not only like makes it but each one of them overcomes their own counterpart yeah which is like 
notable because in the beginning like I said before they really expanded the universe of the film and like kind of took us and showed us that it was going beyond just the four of them like I really didn't think Winston was gonna make it I was Me like either. oh he's I thought he was gonna like the tragically go down and then that Lupita would like save one or both of the kids hopefully yeah um, I was like I was sacrifice like, oh, no, Jason y'all are winning. Is a also shout out to the kids um I'm not familiar with either of them I don't think before this film me either i know the girl is doing the voice of nala in the lion king oh true so she knows beyonce yeah her and beyonce probably have worked together and we'll be working together for the next couple months so like i already stand but yeah the little girl uh her name is shahadi her tethered was my favorite character. I, uh, like, I honestly haven't thought about it until right now because I think I was so caught up in Lupita's performance. But when I, like, kind of think back to other, the other characters, like, she, like, also pulled off such a stunning, like... Juxtaposition. Alter ego. Yeah. Of, like, like this silent, creepy, like, just the physicality of it all the was, real like, girl, ugh, I unnerving. think her, her character's name is Zora is like genuinely terrified. She like becomes a badass as the movie goes on. She's oh, like, yeah. I have two kills. Everyone else has one. Um, but her shadow, like, first of all, her face the whole time is horrifying. It's like in this creepy smile. But that first, that thing is like genuinely enjoying all the killing that it's doing. It is like having the time of its life. It is just like the amalgamation of what it is to be like a shitty teenager, but evil. Yeah. I feel that. Um, and then for the the young gentleman who played Jason, um, I, I'm assuming like another relative unknown, it yeah, seems. Yeah, his name um, is Alex something. Alex. He had like two first names. Yes, two first names. Um, but he, I also like thought, I think they all brought like a really strong because like besides lupita's like tethered um none of the other ones really vocalized much or like used a lot of like actual english or language um they they had to express the entirety of those alter ego tethered characters through their bodies and Mm -hmm. faces and And just like yeah um so that's like hard to make convincing and like spooky and not just come off as like corny or like you know inauthentic yeah so i totally agree yeah that's the other thing like with jordan peele you know the beauties in the details i think that's sort of like his thing so like when you have winston duke's character and he's fighting his tethered and like when he like takes his glasses from him and puts them on I, i don't know if i was reading something or listening to something that's just like if you think back to like the whole first half of that scene how i think his name was abraham is just squinting the entire time and it's like he's not squinting to be scary he like genuinely can't see because he needs glasses and so the first time he puts those glasses on it's like oh this is what it's like to see and as someone who wears glasses i'm like oh yeah i know that feeling of just being blind and like first time you put glasses on you're like oh the world is concrete shapes and not squiggly lines Hmm. Hmm. Can we segue or just like tangent jump into one of the things that I just would like to hear your take on is the like the like 11 11 thing? Because mm-hmm. for me, as someone who 
was not familiar with a lot of Bible verses and stuff, and maybe you might be familiar with this. Um, I'm like down to look it up, and I looked it up the other day, but I already forget it. Like, what did you get from like the significance of that? Can we like pull it up real quick? Yeah, I mean, the verse itself is just basically about how God will be sending the end of the earth. Um, and like, I mean, you know, the Bible it's pretty much all about destruction and like how to prepare yourself for the apocalypse. And Jeremiah eleven eleven is essentially like. He, the Lord will hear your screams, but he will still send the end. That's like a paraphrase. I'm sure you'll find the actual wording to it. It's in ye old English, but... Okay, it says... Can I read it? Yeah. So, Jeremiah 11, 11, Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape, and though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. Okay, so like you said, this shit's coming one way or another, yeah. and even though you scream like... I don't hear it. Yeah. There's nothing that I can do to stop it. Yeah, and I think it's like, if you like juxtapose that with like, 11-11, make a wish. That's what I was thinking when she saw the time and I was like, make a wish. And then she was like, (gasps) Yeah, because for her, it's sort of like a trigger to seeing the sign. So this is what leads to my questions. I have a lot of questions. And most of them are like, one of those things that like, you know, most movies have plot holes and you can't answer some of the things because it's a movie. Don't be so invested. But... I think my biggest question is if, to my understanding, the shadow people or the tethered are connected to their human counterparts. So, like, whatever they're doing up above, these people are mimicking down below. Oh, is that why they were just like doing weird shit and like running in circles downstairs? Yeah, exactly. And so, if you're using that logic, wouldn't what actual human little Adelaide is doing down below control what the tethered version of her is doing up above or is it when you switch places who's in control changes that's like the one thing I'm genuinely confused about because you would think that like if the human girl is down there running in circles the tethered version of her would be doing the same thing. And then a lot of people talked about how like they repress their memory so far back that like they don't remember their lives before the switch. But then the thing that confuses me is like the whole ballet dancing scene. And they talk about how, or she talks about how she danced so beautifully that like all the tethered people then decided to like, she is our leader is, was the Adelaide that was downstairs controlling how the Adelaide upstairs danced? Or, like, when they switched places, did the upstairs Adelaide now control the down? That's, like, my one question that I'm genuinely confused about. And I want to ask Jordan Peele what that whole situation is. Yeah, I mean, there were certain things that just, like, couldn't have been explained. And, like, I guess don't necessarily have to be. It's just one of the things where, like, oh, this is, like... This is the part where, like, I just have to accept that, like, this yeah, is fiction and like, in this universe is how it is. Yeah, like, where they all get scissors and handcuffs and clothes from? <laughs> and w- my question was, like, because that's another thing. They actually explained more about the tethers than I thought they were going to. That was the other thing. It's, like, they actually revealed a lot more than I was expecting. Like, oh, they're all down in this, like, fucking Science cave. lab. Um, and... Like, like I didn't even expect to get, like, that weird origin story. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also left out, like, well, who initiated this cloning and how did any of that happen? Which, again, they don't have to explain. But it's like, okay, 
that's creepy and weird and like all the bunnies and then like just in those like chambers like who was feeding y'all oh right they were eating raw bunnies they were eating the bunnies yeah that's like the one thing like there are some things where i could draw conclusions where like someone was like okay again back to this like which adelaide controls which one they're like how did, why did she end up marrying the like tethered version of winston duke but like my assumption is like because the real gabe is doing things up there his tethered version has to do the exact same things down below which is why she ends up with him and with two kids but yeah that was my other question is like how did she get her message across to all the tethered people i get that their whole thing is like all these underground tunnels are connected but like was she running around all of earth being like hey y'all it's me your new leader we going up in 30 years get ready or like what was the deal there yeah i guess that's just one of those things it's like literally can't worry yeah that's just my over analytical brain wanting to like i love continue continuity 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 knowing yes and i don't need to know it's fine i'll leave it in jordan's hands but i think he's doing important work i think we don't deserve lupita I think Winston thighs, Winston's thighs deserve <laughs> oh, that's an Oscar. What we didn't get into. I oh my god, was just genuinely shook, and also sat back reflecting why I've wasted most of my life pursuing tall, slender men when these tall, bulky men exist. Because y'all. he was the size of a queen bed. And I'm here y'all, for that. If y'all haven't seen it, or when you when you have seen it, because you should be by this point, when he just like sits on the bed, when he's like trying to be cute, but Lupita's like freaking out, but he was like leaned back, just like thighs. Yeah, like spread eagle. And I it, back to when you're like you thought he was gonna die. I now genuinely can't tell because picturing Winston Duke as Mbaku, I can't tell if he's like a really serious cool guy who can play goofy really well. Or, like, a genuinely goofy human who could be, like, super serious when he needs to, acting-wise. Either way, I'm here for it. Uh, Big boys need love, too. Um, So happy he survived with that bum knee the whole movie. But he was really asking to be murdered because he was like, I think we should just stay here because there's food and shelter. And she's like, you're not making the decisions anymore. I'm like, oh, she's not playing with you. Everybody get into the car. But um, that's another thing. Another one of the like hints that like Addie isn't who she seemed to be is like every time the two times that the um the kids tethered tethered versions were dying, she would like go to try to like comfort them because of like I guess the connection she felt of like understanding what life was like down there. Yeah, like she like that's one that was one of those moments when I was in the theater like, why are you getting out of the car to check? Mm And then I was like, oh. Yeah. Because you, like, care about this, like, creepy version of your daughter. Yeah. And then when, like, little son Spooky backs into the fire, she's so focused and, like, freaked out by that that she doesn't see Red snatch her own kid. That's another thing, too. Like, the whole debate around whether or not Jason is human like, was he switched out the year before? Which I don't think he was. When he went to the closet? Yeah. I don't think he... No, like, they're saying... They're thinking he, like, got switched out the summer before. But I don't think that's possible. Only because... um, In my head, it's more like... 
he has human genes from his dad and tethered genes from his mom. And so maybe that like tethered gene is super recessive and he like has a stronger display of it. And that's why him and his thing are so connected, not because they were switched out. They're just like, you know, science. But I don't know. All evidence points to me that he's just sort of like a weird kid who's like been like, oh, well, my mom's also a weird person, but I accept it. I'm going to put my mask on and pet this bunny and not say anything else because you know what? Everyone We're just else gonna is keep dead, it pushing. so I'm gonna stay in my lane. That was my other question. So, like, what happens? Like, what are now? y'all gonna do now? Yeah, where are you headed? Yeah, also, what's their plan know. after they're done holding hands? Is it to like exist? None of them know how to speak. But yeah, uh, these are my questions. <laughs> so, y'all, <laughs> let us know what your questions are, or if you have the answers to our questions, because. <laughs> We need help after it. But I think overall, I'm gonna I be highly thinking recommend. about it for a long time. Me too. I'm yeah. like sitting in my basement. Like, I don't know if you keep seeing, I'm like turning around because I'm genuinely freaked out. <laughs> See, I'm freaked out like watching your dark room behind you. Yeah, I don't know why too. you don't have more lights on. I don't, because the lights in this room are really also, shitty. Also, I have one other thing to say for people out there who maybe, if for some reason you're still listening and you haven't seen it yet, like whatever, but. If you're one of those people who's like, I can't because I don't do scary movies, I will say this. It is. It has a small amount of gore, but it is not like, it is not a slasher it's film. It's not the scariest it is not movie like I've Saul. seen. Yeah. And it is like, and I also like get real fucking scared and I could keep my eyes open for pretty much all of it. Like yeah. there are jumpy parts, but it's not like horrifying. No, no, no. It's definitely not fine. like on like Take some Saw bullshit, but like one of the other things I really appreciate about Jordan Peele is like the way he uses sound in his movies. And so like that initial scene where like the family's outside and she goes like, and like dismisses them and like the there's no audio coming out of the film at that point it's just them like scattering that's fucking terrifying to watch with no sound on uh i'm scared like thinking about it especially like track star girl it's just like oh my god and you're like where and is she's she? like run girl and she's like okay so it was so good i'm like so scared like i'm not trying to recall it because it's scaring me more but it's really good. I think I might see it again to like see what else I can pick up on. Um, upon now that second I, like, know watch, know what's coming and stuff. Yeah, but I liked it. I'd like to think that I could take myself because like I'm really not that tough. But maybe the other version of you is tough shit then. But like that wouldn't make any sense. But that's like, I don't know. I think I would just hopefully be super connected to them the way that Jason was, and that we don't want to hurt each other because they're the only ones who weren't like. Let's kill each other. They're like, let's play in a closet. Yeah, his like tethered seemed low key. Like, besides the fact that he like crawled around on all fours, yeah, he was like just kind of trying to hang out. Yeah, I feel bad for him. His mouth was all burned, which I think also was like a result of like Jason trying to do the fire in the real world, and like the kid would be doing it in the fake world and just kept burning himself. Hmm, theories. Um, I have a lot right, of theories. We could like honestly go around on this forever, but like we'd also love to know what you think. Yeah. So like hit us up, go shoot us, us messages. Nosotros. Um, yes. No. Um, it was really good. Highly recommend. Go see it. Take a friend. See it again. Um, tweet us or whatever about what you think. Tweet at Aj and be like, "Bitch, wake the fuck up, everyone." It's at <laughs> underscore trust issues. <laughs> T-R-U-S-S-I-S-S-U-E-S and be like, hashtag bitch, wake the fuck up. Um, let's start a movement. 
We'll have her. That's <laughs> good at trending, people. Um, <laughs> she'll tell us her input. Uh, she'll, she'll like tweet about it or something so you all can know what she thinks. She's going to wake up tomorrow um, and be like, why didn't you guys wake me? And we're going to be like, we had a whole phone conversation with you. The end. We'll be like, you were on the podcast, girl. You don't remember? <laughs> all right, y'all. We'll be back in like 30 seconds to wrap things up. Um, bye. Yay. Thank you all for, you know, tolerating Maya and I's like freak out and just stream of consciousness about the film Us. Um, so again, like go see it and let us know what you think. And also don't forget to tweet, uh, bitch, wake up. What was it? Wake up, bitch. Yeah, bitch, get the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At trust issues. Anywho, um, back to, you know, gonna round out Previously the, the day. Previously scheduled programming. Yeah, yeah. Previously scheduled programming. Uh, so first off, the ass of the week. And I am looking through our list and I'm like shocked that we haven't done this one already. But I'm going to go with a Joe bro. Um, I hope it's my favorite go... one. Oh, I hope your favorite one's Nick Jonas. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. So I was just thinking because... They just like kind of rebranded as Jonas Sons the Brothers because that's more drama. Um, and they put out that little song, Sucker. And, but really like, oh, and they were bopping around on like a yacht in Miami listening to Casey Musgraves, looking hot. So shout out to Nick Jonas. Like y'all, he really like glue up, glowed up. He glowed up. And there, there's like, honestly no debate. People who try to argue that say like Joe is hot, but Nick is the hottest Jonas brother. Like, that's not up for debate. That's just, like, hard facts. <sighs> hard facts, indeed. The yeah. hardest. Um, like, he looks good with his, like, little curls. He looks good with, like, a buzz cut. His he bulging looks biceps. He hella good in that, like, Calvin Klein ad from, like, a couple whenever ago when he did <laughs> the Marky Mark recreation. Uh, that, like, made me gay. He's and I was already gay. Too. Like, He's he got that little, thick. like, anyway, I'm going to start saying, like, really thirsty things, so. That was my first concert, the Jonas Brothers. Wow. The Burning Up Tour, 2008. Talk about a sexual awakening. It really uh, was. I was just like, oh, hey, oh no, I'm straight. Darn it. Um, uh, I'm into that's it. That's on that, y'all. He has a cool wife, too, I guess. She's not me, Priyanka. so she sucks, but, like whatever i can be into it i will i will be excited if they decide to have a child and like that child is fucking gorgeous their, yeah and they combine their little like genes um into a beautiful mixed little beep i'm uh, into it i will cry um I'm moving right crying. along maya take us home um i was semi-prepared for this and by that i mean i wasn't prepared but i just thought of a song because I don't think I've been listening to any like new music. I was going through my Spotify and a lot of it's like kind of old shit, but in the uh, vein of having spoken of Ariana Grande earlier, I think it's one of my favorite Ariana Grande songs. And it's actually really, really, really sad, but I just really enjoy belting it in the shower and in the car and like quietly crying to it to myself when I'm alone. And that's get well soon.
it's just such a heartbreaking track and like the story behind it is heartbreaking she doesn't perform it she didn't perform it at the tour and she's like saying she's never gonna probably perform it ever again because of like the emotional toll that it takes on her but i don't know sometimes i feel like when i'm like reflecting on my headspace for the last three years that whole like talking about like your body's on earth but you feel like you're floating like that whole feeling disconnected from yourself is so relatable but sometimes I hear that song and I'm like this was written for me and I feel her uh, it's interesting though because it like sounds I mean it's like a bouncy song yeah and it's it's like one of those things where she's like singing it to someone so it's like hey, if you need something, I'll be there for you. Like, feel better. Uh, but um, I'm sure she's also sort of, like, singing it to herself and, like, probably to, like, all the people of Manchester and, like, all that. Like, it's sort of one of those things, like, it'll fit whatever you're feeling in the moment. Like, it can be, like, a really nice therapy to you. I just had a moment, y'all. I don't know, my observe. So my book bag is hanging and all I saw was my own Skype video and I thought the grudge was behind me. Okay, I can't wait to get out of this room. This totally... I panicked. Steps away from the sadness. <laughs> the sadness of get well soon, lol. But yeah, that's my bop of the week. Brandon's like eternally freaking out right now. And I'm like trying not to look at my video because it's genuinely so dark behind me. And there's a window right here and I'm on the ground floor. So Yo, sometimes I look at this book bag in the middle of the night. And I'm take just it like, down. it's coming for me. But it's so... That's the only place... Like, anyway, you're right. So y'all here's get well soon. Uh, I'm crying. (laughs) Oh yeah. So I really like this song. I think it's really beautiful. Um Ariana, I love you. I wanna be your friend. Call me. We can like get bad tattoos together or something. Um Yeah, if you see like a get well soon tat theme tattoo on my body sometime soon, don't be surprised. But yeah, I think that's it. We, wow. Oh, we tried to be brief. There's just going to be just some couldn't. editing. It's, we're gonna, it's fine. I'm going to like, we'll take out the junk and it'll be good. But you know what? I just like to assume that y'all like to hear us, which is why you come back and listen week after week. But um, yeah, until then, yeah. until next time, uh, hopefully you'll get all three of you will. Speaking it into you existence, will. you will get all three of us next time. I'll tweet it into existence. Yes. Your tweet's been coming true. So... We also didn't do like a hey, how are you check in, but I assume you're well. We'll get into it when we're all here, okay, y'all? Yeah. We're, if we all are here, because America's still on fire. But until then, I'm going to go get my fire extinguisher. Um, I'm Maya. I'm Brandon. I just sleep. Yeah, she's knocked the fuck out. It's late, though, <laughs> so I don't blame her. Um, I'm probably going to go crawl into my bed now and binge watch something light and happy to get all these scary thoughts out of my head. So we love you. Don't ever change unless you suck. Then become better. Okay. Bye. Bye. This week's episode of Diet Starts Monday was produced and edited by me, Maya Dowie, with production support from the entire DSM squad. Our theme song was written and performed by Brandon Chat. You can find episodes of this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DSM Pod or on Facebook at Diet Starts Monday Podcast. Mm-hmm.